Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this year program, uh, I, I just I, I want to take your phone calls. I want to spend some time. I want to sp- give you um, the moment. It's a historic day. If you, if for some reason you just haven't heard at all, the Supreme Court has overruled Roe v. Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood. Before I take your phone calls, just real quick in a nutshell, let me tell you what this means. It doesn't mean abortion is banned. What it means is that each state, as it should, gets to decide the law for itself. There are some states, New York, Connecticut, California, that have placed the abortion right within their state constitutions. And you will be able to go to those states already. Uh, rich Democrats are stepping up to fund women who need to go to those states to have an abortion, and you'll be allowed to do that. There's a right to travel in the Constitution. It's well-settled law. You can go to another state and do something legal in that state that is illegal in your state, and you can't be punished by your state for doing it. Brett Kavanaugh made that very clear in his concurrent opinion today. Uh, Some states will restrict but not end abortion. Most voters favor late-term abortion restrictions or abolitions, um, but not necessarily uh, immediate uh, prohibitions on abortion. Uh, We're in the first trimester, so to speak. These will be able to shape up and be defined in the state level. Abortion is not being banned by the Supreme Court. It's just not in the Constitution. And I come back to this over and over. This has always been the fatal flaw in the argument of the abortion crowd. It's not in the Constitution. It's just not there. You cannot find it. You cannot read it. You cannot imply it. And they never tried to amend the Constitution when they could have. That's the problem. Now, I will take the phone calls. Uh, One thing I do want to note, I got an email from a listener asking, uh, how does this affect funding Planned Parenthood and the like? If you ban abortion, well, abortion is not being banned. It goes to the state level. At the federal level, there's a law called the Hyde Amendment. It prohibits the government directly funding abortions. And um, otherwise, Planned Parenthood does get money from the government to do family planning. Now, money is fungible, so uh, they spend their own money on abortions. I don't think they should get money at all, but they do. And Republicans and Democrats alike have funded them. That's not affected by this decision. So, uh, Lewis, I'm going to go to you first. Welcome to the program. Eric, um, in, in 1965, uh, I was adopted. Uh, I was raised in a very well-established uh, home. My, my dad was a businessman. Uh, my mom stayed at home. And 55 years later, I was able to find my birth mother. And it was through that uh, Ancestry.com. In the times past, I tried to find her but couldn't because you had to write a letter and you had to get permission to the adoptions agency. And 56 years later, after talking to her, I, I knew after her struggles that if she had cut me, she had me when she was 15 years old. If she had cut me, I'd have had a bad struggle through life because some of the other brothers that she had and sisters that she had after me, half-brothers, they, they had some struggles, and one of them had to go on and change, change his name because of some decisions she made. 
But there's never a, a talk about adoption is the best outcome for the child because you're literally saving the child's life. And, it, it, you know, the, the mother may come back years later, but I know many situations of people with defects and, and issues with kids from battered homes, and just the adoption is the right way. And I don't know how come that's never, ever talked about more than the abortion well, is. I, I, so I, and I realize you, there I, are all kinds of situations. Lewis, I, I have a, I've got a real theory on this, uh, and, and I'm sure some people will call me crazy on this one, but I really do think adoption as a conversation gets overshadowed because of the emotional investment in either preserving or getting rid of abortion rights. And so the left doesn't want to highlight adoption as an alternative uh, because they want the focus to be on abortion. And a lot of people on the right who do support adoption don't actually want to talk about it as much as getting rid of uh, Roe v. Wade as the first step. Well, the first step has now happened, and there's going to need to be a lot of energy among churches and conservatives in boosting adoption. And, for example, one very, very uh, easy thing here. The tax credit to buy an electric vehicle should not be bigger than the child tax credit. Something very easy conservatives should be willing and able to rally behind. Uh, Next, uh, let's go to Rose. You're going to be up next. Welcome. Thank you, Eric, for having me on. We listen to you all the time. I've never called in. But this this abortion situation is really frustrating because here we have adults – continuously talking about my right, my body, and we have other adults promoting this abortion situation, the killing off of these children. And there's all kinds of birth control out there that women can use. If they don't want to have a, uh, children, they don't have to have children. And, and like your caller just said, adoption, there's a lot of families out there that would love to have additional children or can't have children and would like to bring children into their home. There's just a lot of alternatives rather than killing off these babies that have no say in what their right is. And I guess that's really all I have to say. It's just very frustrating that we have adults promoting the killing of these children. If you were, if you had a young child and you let that young child in a car or killed it in some form or fashion, then that would be murder. But we're killing off these children that can't even speak for themselves. And people don't, I don't see how they live with themselves. I really don't. And that's all I have to say. Well, look, Rose, I, I appreciate it tremendously. And I, I thank you for calling. And I, I, I really do think, and I want to spend some time with this at the bottom of the hour. Um, that a lot of the issues that the left is having here on this front are because they learn to talk well to the media and each other and not to anyone else. They lost the skill set. And I think that is one of the big problems that the left is having play out right now is they become very insular and very isolated in urban areas, and their arguments are not as persuasive as they think they are. There are a lot of progressives today convinced now there's going to be a big blue wave to cancel out the red wave in November, and it's going to be a draw. I, I That's because they're surrounded by people fired up about this decision, 
And most people won't be because they're more worried about their bills and the Democrats screwing up the economy. Jim, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks for calling. My first, yeah. Um, today, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not a happy day. It's not an unhappy day. I, I'm not here to gloat. But overturning this, it's just going to take it back to the states. And what we need to determine as a people, you know, I, I think abortion, for especially for minors at this point, you're 18 years old, you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. But the minors and stuff, you want to talk about the perfect crime? You'll never find out who these child rapists are. You'll never find out who these uh, incestual parents are. And you're talking about traumatizing people for the rest of the whole entire life. I mean, there's nothing congruent in, you know, our Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and there's nothing in the United States Constitution that determines this is completely lawful. We have a lot of problems in this country. We need to really do some soul-searching and figure out what kind of people we're going to be. Look, I I definitely think we need to figure out what kind of people we're going to be. And one of the great things about the Dobbs decision today is it lets us do that. Prior to the Dobbs decision, the Supreme Court, five people on the Supreme Court, seven under the Roe decision, five under Casey, said they get to figure out what sort of people we're going to be. We were precluded, the people and the states, from deciding what sort of people we're going to be. Now, we get the opportunity to figure out who we are as a people uh, through the democratic processes, and and we should all be grateful for that. Mary, you're up next. Welcome. Mary? Oh, I'm sorry. You said Mary Lee. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say that uh, I am 75 years old. I was conceived of a rape to a woman that was crippled. But thank God she did not abort me. And I was raised by a woman of faith. But I will tell you, I've been in a pro-life movement ever since Phyllis Schlafly started the pro-life movement. And I have tried to work in reference to saving lives. But uh, there's one thing they're leaving out. A lot more Americans quit believing in abortion when the sonogram came along. That's true. And that needs to be addressed because I can't even get my friends to watch a movie that we have that shows abortion. Mm-hmm. And if they ever would look at what ha- happens when that baby is aborted piece by piece, they might change their mind. They just might. And, you know, Mary, thank you very much for your phone call. I appreciate it very much. You know, uh, the Ethics Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention uh, buys ultrasound machines, sonogram machines for pregnancy centers around the country um, because the, the for women who are inclined to have an abortion, seeing the baby often changes their minds. I really do believe, you can call me a, a conspiracy theorist if you want, I'm okay with that in this front. I really do think that some of our medical advances in this country have been hindered by the abortion movement. Uh, we have uh, could have probably made further gains in uh, fetal life 
and saving fetal lives, except the abortion industry was premised on the Casey viability standard. And so there was a concerted effort to not advance technology to save infants in the womb because to do so would have moved back the viability standard under Casey. And you move back the viability standard under Casey, you get all sorts of problems. I'm happy to keep taking your phone calls as well. If you're on WSB in Atlanta, I'll be with you at 3 p.m. locally uh, so I can answer your questions there and, and we'll review this decision. There's other news as well. There are a lot of people on hold. I want to take those calls, 877-973-7425. I do want to get to some of the other news when we come back real quick. Um, we'll have a short segment when we come back. I want to get in some of the news real quick. Um, there's actually uh, some fallout from the Bruin decision yesterday before the Supreme Court. Lots of people have lost their minds over that case as well. You know, one of the things people miss is for 40 years, there's been this movement with the Federalist Society to move the court to the right. It's now worked. Why are people surprised? It's not like we were lying when we said we were going to do this, and people seem to be completely freaked out by it. Why are you? I mean, we told you what we were going to do. We've been open and transparent about it this entire time, and now people seem to be shocked at the results because you didn't think we could actually do it, and yet we did it. The phone number here, 877-973-7425. We'll be back. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use, and now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, you get all sorts of options, great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. More importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, you can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, they've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly, they've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo-advisor. It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it. And I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member Finris. Pacific. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. I got to deviate from all the Dobbs discussion. I'll get back to your phone calls here in the next segment. Um, but I've got to talk about the Bruin decision yesterday, uh, the gun rights case. Kirkland and Ellis is one of the more prominent law firms in this country. Paul Clement uh, was a partner there, and Paul Clement uh, represented the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association of the plaintiffs in the Bruin case that was decided yesterday uh, that threw out the Sullivan Law in New York. Now, here's some helpful history for you. In 1911, Mr. Sullivan in New York City, 
got the Sullivan Act passed. The Sullivan Act required you get permission to have a concealed permit or to carry a gun. Mr. Sullivan wanted the law passed because he did not like the idea of Irish immigrants and black people in New York City being able to carry guns for self-protection. He also charged a big fee. At the time, it was $3, but more than most could afford, so that he and his political allies could arm themselves and no one else could. That's the actual reason Sullivan's law was passed. In fact, most of these uh, may carry laws were passed to stop uh, black people from being able to conceal carry outside their home. It was racial animus that led to it, and the Supreme Court got rid of that yesterday. Paul Clement was the 43rd Solicitor General of the United States. He argued before the Supreme Court from 2005 to 2008 for George W. Bush. He built a private appellate practice with a large win record. He worked at Kirkland and Ellis. Kirkland and Ellis has fired him for winning in the Supreme Court yesterday. What Kirkland and Ellis did was they told Paul Clement, no more gun cases, no more gun clients. You must choose your clients or your law firm. So Paul Clement chose his clients and has left Kirkland and Ellis. Kirkland and Ellis represented Jeffrey Epstein. Kirkland and Ellis did not push out any of the lawyers at Kirkland and Ellis who protected the child rapist human trafficker, Jeffrey Epstein. They still work there. In other words, this law firm was fine with human traffickers and pedophiles, but doesn't like law-abiding American citizens who want their gun rights. This is what happens when the wokes take over. There's a completely unrelated story, but it's actually very related story about what's happening at Gannett and uh, USA Today. Dave Massio was the opinion editor at USA Today. Uh, he was pushed out for tweeting uh, that men um, can't get pregnant. He wrote about it in the New York Post today. They demoted him for the tweet, people who are pregnant are also women. That was his tweet. Uh, and then pushed him out of his job for not being willing to apologize for it and walk it back because their quote-unquote uh, LGBTQ employees were upset with his tweet. This is a news organization. They are getting rid of their conservative opinion sections at USA Today and the like. In fact, they're scaling back their opinion section altogether. Gannett has purged from its pages, every conservative opinion columnist, except for two, at the local level, Gannett newspapers have one national conservative opinion writer. Uh, their news has also, news, not opinion, but their newsroom has done a story on how Americans misunderstand pedophilia as the wokes have taken over at Gannett. It's um, deeply worrisome that this is happening. Gannett's, this is David Mastew, Gannett's top editors and publishers are filling the company with a cadre of young college graduates who share a narrow, woke ideology that is alien to the values of most of its readers. In a closely divided America, Gannett has a grand total of one local conservative staff columnist. That's one conservative editorial page in the network. Gannett's problem is that it has a diverse newsroom of people who think exactly the same way. Keep that in mind when you read your newspaper. 
wokes ruin everything, but they cannot ruin taste. I mean, they're going to try about uh, they're going to try about tasty steak, but they can't with Omaha Steaks because they're just such a great company. Go to OmahaSteaks.com, put Eric in the search bar, and you'll be able to get a great deal from them. I'm a longtime customer of Bull and Branch. I love their sheets. I sleep very comfortably, very coolly underneath them. I don't like to get hot when I sleep. They're very, very breathable. They're very, very soft, and they get softer with every wash as well. Bull and Branch sheets, they're not just buttery, breathably, and possibly comfortable and softer with every wash. You don't even have to worry about the thread count there because they use the best threads possible, and you can tell by the quality of the sheets. I highly recommend you get some. My wife and I, you know, she heard the ads on other shows. She doesn't listen to my podcast, and she wanted them, and then we got some, and we've fallen in love with them. We've got them on a lot of the beds in our house. They use the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness and a better night's sleep. They're so luxurious. They're beloved by three American presidents, and they got over 10,000 reviews, all of which are fantastic reviews. And right now, you can get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch.com. B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com. The promo code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here. The Eric Erickson Show. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you're on WSB radio in Atlanta, I'm going to talk to you guys and specifically about Georgia and Atlanta and the impact of the Dobbs case at three o'clock. Everybody else, I want you to be able to call in now. Have a chance to talk to me about this stuff. I know it's it's a big deal today. It's one of those days I, I wish I had a studio where I could fire up a cigar and have I can have a glass of bourbon, but I'm not going to. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> but at 4 p.m., I may just um, when I'm done with radio for the day. But I want to be able to take your phone calls now. So I am going to do that uh, and, and let you ask your questions and, and talk about it, have your say on it. John, I'm going to you next. Welcome to the program, John. Howdy, Eric. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Well, thanks for calling. Um, yeah, I just want to say that uh, I'm just glad that uh, I see that finally that the Supreme Court is procedurally following uh, constitutional law. Uh, I listen to a lot of people, regardless of whether uh, how you feel about Roe versus Wade and abortion, uh, that it is. I keep hearing them say the proponents of it saying this is removing a constitutional. Uh, right. It, it was never in the Constitution. And the Tenth Amendment of the Bill of Rights specifically states that anything not federally uh, granted to the federal government resides with the states. And that, that's what they've done. It doesn't remove abortion, but it gives the power back to the states. And I'm glad to finally see a Supreme Court that will follow the law that we are supposed to live by. And just this last second note, any the, the real issue here with abortion has always been a get-out-of-jail-free card for personal responsibility. Uh, There's only one way to make a child, and if you don't like the consequences after doing uh, the procedure to do that, uh, then you can just uh, obliterate it. Uh, The the child never gets a choice whether they're created or not. Um, And, you know, if if that's the case, why can't we do the same thing for DUIs? Uh, if, If I drink too much... Why can't I just decide uh, I don't like the consequences once I'm pulled over? I'd love to get your thoughts. Well, you know, John, I'll leave here just say I was listening to a guy yesterday say he got pulled over in California because he ran a stop sign. And when the cop pulled him over, he said, ah, it's Pride Month. The stop sign identified as a yield sign. 
and the cop laughed so hard he let yeah, him right. go. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, look, I mean, this I'll, is the I'll ultimate problem. I'll keep that one in mind for yeah, future I, I got I to gotta try that one. Look, uh, to your point, though, this is the thing that I, I, I think a lot of people just fundamentally don't understand this. I'm not asking you to agree with the court's decision in in Dobbs. What I am asking you to to at least recognize is that you nor I nor anyone else can read the Constitution and find the abortion right in the Constitution. And if we are a nation of laws, of the people, for the people, and by the people, then all of us should be able to read our Constitution and be able to have a general sense of how our government works and what our rights are without having to rely on some life-tenured, black-robed men and women with the morality of Harvard Yard and Yale to tell us what it is. And that's the fundamental problem and always has been with Roe v. Wade and Casey. And that's why the conservative movement has advocated against them, not because we're a bunch of Christian nationalists who want the government to reflect the theocracy, but because you and I must as a nation of men under law, be able to read our founding document and have a general sense of the way government works and what our rights are. And you can't when five to seven black-robed masters can say, well, this is all right. We've never had in our history, but it's always been there lurking. That was the fundamental abomination that is Roe v. Wade. I, as a Christian, believe life begins at conception and want to protect those lives. But the legal argument was not a theological argument. The legal argument was about the Constitution is the meets and bounds of our legal system. And we all must be able to read the meets and bounds to understand the parameters of government and the broad or restrict uh, rights that we have. And you can't do that with abortion. It's not there. And that's always been the legal basis for the conservative movement marching to today, that you cannot read the Constitution and derive an abortion right from it. Even in the history of our country, there's never been an abortion right. In fact, there's an appendix to the opinion in Dobbs today showing all of the laws on all the books of all the states banning abortion up until the Supreme Court in 1973 said, oh, there's always been this right in the Constitution. If so, why was it not reflected in the constitutional jurisprudence of this country until the moment seven men on the Supreme Court in 1973 said, aha, we found it. It's always been there. That's been bottom line the problem, and that's why the conservative legal movement has done what it did to great success today. You can disagree with it. You can wish there was an abortion rate. You can amend the Constitution. You can deal with it at the state level, but you cannot deny it's not there. It's just not there. It never has been, and the court has made clear today. Joe Biden in his speech said it's been 50 years. Well, there hasn't been consensus for those 50 years. It is the only issue I can think of in the legal history of this country outside of segregation with Plessy versus um, uh, Ferguson that led to Brown v. Board. It's the only issue I can think of where it did not inspire, a that a movement was inspired to get rid of it. And today, they successfully got rid of it. Back to the phones. Pierce, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Eric. Thank you for taking my call. Well, sure. what is what what stops Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer from creating a law to protect Roe v. Wade 
at the national level, even if you have a tie vote, 50-50 split in the Senate, Kamala Harris becomes the tiebreaker, and Biden would sign it into law in a New York minute. Well, he wants it at the national level, but it does have to get through a filibuster. It's got to get through 60. Joe Manchin is pro-life, uh, so Joe Manchin won't vote to get rid of the filibuster, so they can't actually pass it in the Senate. Okay. But, yep. you know, but they want like to. I mean, that was it, his speech today. He, he Joe Biden oh, wants absolutely. a national law to protect abortion. Uh, he's not going to be able to get it. Um, y'all, I, again, I just uh, I, I know I, you're not going to believe me if you're a Democrat, but I'm telling you, nobody's going to be talking about this in a month. They are going to be talking about gas and inflation and unemployment and a coming recession. And that's going to have a bigger impact at the polls. And that's going to help the Republicans. Michael, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm trying to stay cool in this heat. Yeah. I, I was uh, thinking, man, like, I know there's hundreds, if not thousands, of, like, examples of how Democrats are hypocritical, but I just want to throw one more out there. In Democratic grand states, they don't care about federal law if they want to legalize drugs, you know, do whatever they want to do with immigration, you know, whatever. If they want to do it, they're like, oh, states' rights, states' rights. But if it's something that they're against, all of a sudden they're like, no, states don't have the right. We need this uh, federal law. Right? That, that's mm-hmm. that, that's kind of messed up that, you know, it's like they want their cake and eat it too. But, you know, we all know that already. Yeah. Yeah, look, um, I, I mean, why not let this be – at the state level. I mean, we, we don't need a federal law. There, there are so many states at this moment, frankly, that are not just willing to cover, uh, to make abortion legal, but cover your costs to get to that state to have the abortion. I think this has a way of working itself out. For those who are committed to having an abortion right and want an abortion, you're still going to be able to get one. Your life really is not going to change with the Supreme Court decision very much. If anything, you might get to travel a little more. Now, Back to the phones. Tim, you're up next. Welcome. Hey. Hi there. Uh, Colin from Dahlonega, Georgia, home of the first gold rush in America. There you go. All right. I just want to make three short points. I'll listen to you. 60 years old. I've seen a lot of sad things in my life, but I have to say the saddest thing I've ever seen is a woman marching for the right to kill her child. That's that's pitiful. Uh, number two, why don't we make adoption as cheap as abortion is? And uh, for the love of me, I can't remember what the third one I was going to tell you. Are you is, really but, Rick uh, Perry calling I, in? <laughs> no, and, no I remember now um, that, well, I said that, and I had to make a lane change in the expressway. Um, oh, I'm glad to see, if nothing else, the federal government taking their claws off of something that they should never have had their hand in in the first place. There's Amen a lot of other things they need to uh, take their hands off of and say, look, this needs to be determined by the state or even the county. You know, like county school boards, I think they ought to determine what's taught in that county. Uh, but that's the three things that uh, just popped into yeah. my mind when I heard that today. Well, look, I appreciate the call. Drive carefully there and, and, and good points up there in Delonica. Bill, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Bill. Hey, Eric. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Oh, just 
uh, I get all your recipes. Thank you very much for that. But my question is this: is when you when you search the Fourteenth Amendment, it makes a reference to Roe versus Wade, along with some other case law. Um, is this where the confusion is coming in? Because even Joe Biden, and I'm from the school that if his mouth is moving, he's lying. But even in his speech today, he referred to it as a constitutional right. So I'm trying to figure out where the confusion on the other side is coming in that they feel that it's a constitutional right. So the the justices in Roe v. Wade decided it was a constitutional right. Um, so there's this thing called the penumbra. Um, the, the Ninth Amendment says essentially that uh, the, the rights listed in the Bill of Rights aren't the only rights. There are other rights that people have. Uh, and what the court has used to describe those rights is called the penumbra. Now, what the penumbra is, is if you look at sunlight and it looks like there are beams of light uh, and in between those beams of light, it's not that there's no beams of light. They're just not as bright. You have to see you got to squint to see those rays of light as well. That's the penumbra. So there are rights there as well. They say you've got the big, bright rights of the Constitution. And they're so bright, you may not be able to see those other rights, but they're there. And the abortion right uh, is one that the court said there was. The problem with that is they relied on the 14th Amendment to get there, in addition to several other amendments. And the problem was at the time of the 14th Amendment, and this is part of Alito's decision today, at the time of the decision, every state in the country had specific prohibitions on abortion. So you can't say there was a right when in the history of the Constitution and the Constitutional Republic, there never was that right. But that's what they did. And so uh, for the last 50 years, Democrats said, well, the court said it was a constitutional right. Guess what? They're now saying it's not. Judy, welcome to the program. Hello, I enjoy your program. Um, I want to know why the government doesn't provide birth control pills for women. Well, I will tell you, uh, Republicans a number of years ago uh, proposed that they make birth control pills be over the counter, and Planned Parenthood and the Democrats together killed it. Planned Parenthood rallied the Democrats to say no. Um, They argued that you need to have a relationship with your doctor to get birth control. Uh, and and also a lot of people went to Planned Parenthood. They got birth control. They developed a relationship with Planned Parenthood, and if they needed an abortion later, they would go there. And so there actually was a concerted effort by Democrats and pushed by Planned Parenthood to prohibit it. It's Republicans who for the last decade have agitated to have birth control be over the counter. Um, and you got to keep that perspective there. That's real history there. That's real history, not making that up. And it's it's history that people need to recall. There's been a lot of politics in a lot of this stuff over time that has deeply shaped people's understanding of the way the world works. And they've heard a lot of things that are not true. uh, And now they're having to be disabused of a lot of those notions. I got to actually give a real listen. It's my time to tell you about Patriot Mobile, but I really actually do need to praise them. There are two big Supreme Court decisions this week, really three when you take the the making decision, but the Bruin decision yesterday on concealed carry and the Dobbs decision today on life. And Patriot Mobile has given a portion of their profits every year they've been in existence to the organizations that won those cases. And they can continue their giving and increase their giving by having you as a customer. So I want you to think about that for the cause, but also you do get good cell phone coverage from them because they use the same towers literally every other company uses. 
So you can call them and roll your phone number over to them, or you can get a new phone number from them. If you have an unlocked phone, you can even use that with them or get a new phone from them. Uh, But you get great customer service, you get great coverage, you get 5G, you get data, you get voice, and you get a company that actually funds the pro-life movement and the Second Amendment movement and conservative candidates around the country. So I, I hope you'll consider doing business with them. You can get free activation by using my name. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. They've got 100% U.S.-based customer service, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you, you get free activation. Uh, But my goodness, they're good Christian conservative company. They put their money where their mouth is. And the more conservatives who use them, the more money they have to fund the movement. Uh, And they have been funding the causes that have won before the Supreme Court this week. Uh, PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Oh, I can't even begin to tell <laughs> <help> the memes. <laughs> oh, my. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. This hour of the program uh, is brought to you by a company run by some very happy people today, the Frost family. They're good Christian conservatives, good friends of mine. They've been doing First Liberty Building Loan since the 90s. They want to help your business grow. Uh, I know they're delighted by the the Dobbs decision today. Um, And uh, their company, though, First Liberty, has been helping businesses across the country become really big businesses since the 90s. They can help you where a lot of banks are saying no right now. Um, So I want you to reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com, if you need a loan, uh, $750,000 or up. Uh, Firstlibertyga.com is the number. Reach out to them, tell them I sent you, and see if they can help you. I want to see if I can squeeze in another phone call here. We are going to move on because i got a lot of other stuff to talk about. But, Shane, I do want to take your call. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Eric. Uh, My question is not about abortion, but going back to yesterday's decision with the Second Amendment, when you have places like New York, uh, you're still going to have to get a concealed weapons permit. And my question is, what kind of – bar are they going to raise or how hard are they going to make it because you know you have to go through your county and even other places throughout the entire country sometimes they make it very very difficult uh for anybody to get a concealed weapons permit and then are we just going to be right back in the courts because they made that bar too high yeah, look, that's an excellent question, uh, and I do want to answer it. Let me f- say first, uh, for those of you on hold still, if you will hold on, I will get to your call. We've actually only got one caller there, Clay. I will get to your call as soon as I come back before I move on to other stuff. I d- I've only got a minute here, but it's enough time to answer Shane's question. Uh, what will New York do? Uh, if you look at what other states do, some states require that you go through a gun safety program. Some require a mental health check. Some require, all of them require a further background check uh, and fingerprinting, uh, mental health screening uh, for some. So they can do that. They can charge you $1,000. You want a concealed carry permit? $1,000 to get it. Uh, what I suspect they will do is they will try to make it extremely burdensome for everyone. But they run into a real-world problem there is a lot of celebrities in New York with bodyguards and stuff have concealed carry permits, and they don't want to preclude those people. And all the Supreme Court said in Bruin is you got to treat everybody equally, and you can't have any discretion here, so you got to outline a scheme. And by the way, you should know one of the lines in the court's record was that even New York admitted Sullivan's law that required, gave discretion as to whether or not you can have a concealed carry weapon or not uh, did not in any way, shape, or form impact crime in New York. So maybe reasonable heads will prevail. They can't not give you a concealed carry permit, um, but I suspect they're going to do like routine screenings, annual trainings, 
a big payment, a big fee, things like that. Um, and that'll dissuade some people, but I suspect that stuff will be constitutional. I want to talk about some other angles of this when we come back. I want to get to Clay's phone call as well. But also, if you are a Democrat and you're mad at me, just bear with me and listen to me when we come back. I got some points you need to hear on all of this.